Hello, welcome to musing number nine on the Monday's Musings podcast. Thanks for joining me. Um, Going to be awesome. All right, let's get started. This whole week, <clears throat> okay, should say this. Um, usually I record these Sunday evenings and then just post them at Monday early in the morning. However, um, I didn't do that record it yesterday today is monday um i didn't record it yesterday because i was busy pretty much all evening trying to finish all of my college homework because i never never finished that for the week so that's that but anyways let's continue so this past week i've been in quarantine meaning I haven't, like, left the house in pretty much, I'm trying to figure out, I don't think it's focusing, not that anyone can even see this anyways, but I think it's too far away, okay, anyways, sorry, little distraction there, um, oh, Huh. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm actually recording this with the 100 to 400 lens on and two macro lens extensions just because I was using that last and I didn't feel like changing the lenses f just for recording this audio. So here I am trying to figure out how close I can focus with a lens in the middle of the podcast episode. Let's try this again. Hi, I'm Isaac D2. I make podcasts on the Monday Musings podcast. Thank you for listening. This is the ninth one in the quote-unquote second season that I'm telling Anchor this is. Second season because I did podcasts earlier for a little bit and then haven't done them for a while now. Until nine weeks ago. So, this is the ninth one. Anyways, been in quarantine, haven't left. Yeah, pretty much just been stuck at home. But what being stuck at home did allow me to do is Monday at 1 p.m. There was a DaVinci Resolve 17 live stream where they announced that. Um, they have some cool features in there. A lot of it I really didn't care that much about. I was mostly focused on improvements in the cut page, um, which I don't really use. Well, to be fair, I don't really use DaVinci all that much in the first place, but when I do use it, it's definitely not the cut page that I'm using. Second of all, um, that Tuesday, Apple had their one more thing announcement where, they're where they announced Big Sur and the M1 chips and some new MacBooks. Wednesday, I feel like there was something at 1 p.m. on Wednesday. I don't remember. Anyways, um, I did end up for like the past two weeks now, I've been like, oh, I cannot get Big Sur to work on my Hackintosh because uh, I was going from Clover um, or going from Catalina, which I was booting through Clover. 
but Big Sur, the new OS, does not work with Clover. So I had to switch over to OpenCore. So I was trying to get to Catalina through OpenCore, which I think I did get last time or something. Maybe not. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, I do remember, yes. Well, might not have been then. I had OpenCore and Catalina running at one point a while ago or a week or so ago. Um, and then now I got Big Sur finally working as well. So I currently have two drives with, well, three drives, three bootable drives, a terabyte Big Sur on OpenCore, which is what I'm mainly using now. I also have a 500 gigabyte Catalina on OpenCore, which is just a clean install that I was using to test some things. And then a 500 ter gigabyte, not terabyte, 500 terabytes. Um, a 500 gigabyte, uh, what do I have 500 gigabytes of? Oh yeah, backup of my old Catalina Clover. So yeah, boom. That's what I have so far. So super excited to get Big Sur finally working. And yeah, pretty fun. Um, I also got Big Sur working on my friend Peter's computer, which was awesome. We built his computer like two or three months ago now. And he's just been running Windows on it, but he's wanted to use Logic to Logic Pro X to make some music stuff. So I finally got um, Mac working on his computer so he can do that now, which is sweet. Um, yeah, so a while ago when I built my Mac, built my Hackintosh, I ran a benchmark test called Bruce X. And it's basically just like, a two second timeline in 5k that's a bunch of layers of effects and stuff it's basically just meant to challenge people's systems and it's used as like a benchmark for exporting in final cut so over the summer i ran this test on all the computers at work in my home mac excuse me and so you measure it you export this timeline three times and you take the average of the three and that's your time, usually in seconds. Um, so lower score is better because that means it exported faster. So my Hackintosh got a 13 second time when I was running Catalina on Clover, my original. Um, so 13 seconds and like the MacBook Pro 16 2020, I think has a 17 second, 26 second for the 13 inch MacBook Pro 2020. So mine was fairly fast compared to other things. Um, the 2013 Mac Pros got anywhere from 15 to 23 seconds. We had three of them that I tested. So they had those that range. So you know, mine was the fastest of all the computers I tested at the time. And so I was happy about that. And then I got Big Sur running and I tried the test on there 
and I got 8.6 second average, which from 13 to 8.6 is a 33% improvement. But I was running on the same hardware. The only difference was the software going from Catalina to Big Sur. So I was like, wow, that's crazy. Um, now that was an older version of Catalina, like 15.1 or something. And also it was an older version of Final Cut. Not sure exactly. So the software updates from then, about a year ago now to until now have been pretty crazy, right? So that's why I made the Catalina on open core. So that way I could run the test. And that one got a time of 11 seconds, I want to say, which is still a two second improvement from the 13 seconds on the older version of Catalina up to the newest version of Catalina with um, the newest version of Final Cut as well. But even still, 11 seconds to 8.6 seconds is a 22% improvement running the exact same hardware. So like that is pretty wild how much of an improvement it has it made from Catalina to Big Sur. So I'm impressed with that. Um, I also have on here the M1 chip, which is Apple's new proprietary chip. They're ditching Intel basically and making their own chips. So that has kind of the tech world up in a storm right now. And so what they've done with the M1 chip is pretty good. We have yet to see any benchmarks or real world tests because they aren't in the hands of consumers yet. So we won't know any of those numbers yet. However, um, seems pretty impressive. I don't, they're also, okay. There is one kind of test that apparently someone leaked. Um, it looks like it's on par with a 580X GPU and like an i5 roughly CPU from the ninth gen. So there you go. That's kind of what we have so far. But also on all of the laptops and stuff that they released, there was only two Thunderbolt ports. Some of the Intel-based MacBooks had four Thunderbolts. However, all the ones they released with the M1 chip have two Thunderbolts. So I'm wondering if they just like don't have enough throughput capability on those chips to put four ports, which the four USB-C Thunderbolt ports in the first place were pretty limiting. And then tack on now you only have two and that includes charging so like if you're trying to charge your computer you basically only have one port which can be pretty tight unless you have like a hub or adapter of some sort so yeah that happened and then so yeah I'm interested to see what they do in the next year or two when they come out with the quote-unquote Pro chips that will go in like the 16-inch MacBook Pro, the Mac Pros, the iMac, those 
computers that are for more powerful users and I'm interested to see how they deal with those so yeah that'll be exciting to see when they come out I'm excited to see the numbers for these M1 chip computers when those come out in this week or maybe next at the latest so yeah that'll be cool um, also on the topic of Big Sur a lot of Big Sur stuff this week really is I went to work and um, installed Big Sur on an external drive on the 2013 Mac Pro and those were like it just went through seamlessly which is way easier to install it on hardware it's supposed to be on than it was to install on my computer um, in addition to that I was kind of bored at work so uh, my friend Todd has a laptop and he was like ooh I wonder if we could put it on there so we tried to install Big Sur on his computer a laptop which I really didn't have high hopes for because first of all it was an AMD based computer which generally for Hackintoshes aren't great second of all it was a NVIDIA GPU meaning he wouldn't have any GPU except for the iGPU we couldn't figure out the motherboard because it's like a custom motherboard so we couldn't figure out certain things we needed to know for that also Wi-Fi card was gonna be iffy and trackpads are especially iffy on um, laptop Hackintoshes. So I spent like basically all of Saturday making the EFI, which is what you use to boot from on a Hackintosh. And so I spent all day doing that. And then Sunday morning, we it finished and we tried booting and it didn't work it kept giving us kernel panics so i was researching some things online trying to find some fixes and there was this guy who had a efi that he used on a kind of similar build laptop so i was like eh, well we'll try it so we download the efi put it on the boot drive and it just kind of works first try and <laughs> I was like super excited, but also like kind of mad that I spent an entire day building one only to have it not work and then just take like five seconds to download this guy's and it works to boot. So yeah, that was kind of annoying, but we figured out how to make his keyboard work, which didn't work at first. Um, trackpad, Wi-Fi, GPU, all of the, or oh, and audio. Those four things I couldn't get to work in the time that I had left there, so it's not a it's not perfect work everything working Hackintosh, but you know he has Catalina at this point on his Hackintosh, so if he wants to, he can just throw that drive in there and do some stuff on Catalina at some point. Um, and then last thing is Saturday morning. I went to Mommy Bay State Park for the sunrise with Matthew, my sunrise hike partner. And when we got there at sunrise, it was beautiful. Um, there was like, they have some fogs, eh, not some fogs. They have some hills near the entrance. And those were like, had fog like flowing in between them. Now granted, 
okay, not really hills. They have some mounds kind of along the drive near the entrance. And so fog was like going through the valleys of these little mounds. And then we walked up to the lake and there was fog like out covering the lake so we could barely see I'd say probably like 100 feet was like the maximum viewing distance into the lake um it kind of looked like we were surrounded on an island of because of the fog surrounding us it reminded me of like Narnia or uh what's that movie dang it some movie anyways it looked like some mystical movie Lord of the Rings, um, like I can just imagine like a old looking ship driving, you can just see the mast emerge from the fog, it was so cool to see, and then the gradient of the sky going from orange up to like the deep blue during sunrise hour, it was pretty sweet, 10 out of 10 would recommend going there every cold morning, it was also very cold. Our faces were like frozen, but it was fun nonetheless. And yeah, that's all for this week. Thank you guys for listening. I almost said watching, changed it to listening at the last second. I'm Isaac D2. You can go to my website, isaacd2.carrd.co, isaacd2.card.co. Um, and there I have links to like, literally everything else, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, the podcast. And I think that's pretty much everything that you need to know. I will see you guys next week on Monday for the next musing, which will be the 10th musing, which is awesome. I'm currently running with 3% battery left on the camera and six minutes of record time left in so I'm just going to end it here before I kill the battery and have to redo the whole thing because it didn't work. So thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys. Talk to you guys in the next one. Bye.